podcaster passionate about empowering youth to raise their voices and tell their stories. On Global Youth Matters, they tell their stories in their own voices on their own terms. They have faced life challenges, social, emotional, health, physical, economic, political, and more. They've gone through rough times and have come out on the other side. Get ready because they'll blow your mind. I'm going to let them talk because their voices matter on Global Youth Matters. Hi there, Zaria. I'm very happy to have you on the podcast today, and I would love it if you could uh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. My name is Zaria Boyd. I am a Washingtonian. I work with an organization called DC Scores. We are a poetry, soccer, and service learning organization. I am the program coordinator of Creative Writing and Arts. I have been a part of DC Scores since I was seven years old, making this year 14. Um, that's a long time. So you're yeah. sort of like an alum, I guess, yes. right? Yes, I am an alum. So um, you're native DC. That's really nice. I don't meet many people who grew up in DC. Lots of people mm-hmm. who moved here. So, and so yeah. So you you grew up here and you went to school here. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about growing up in DC. How was it? What was that like growing up in a city? So I grew up in Northeast. Growing up, it was very cool. I feel like this happens with anybody wherever they grow up but you don't realize the blessing that you have to be in the city that you're growing up in i recognize that i had a very unique experience coming up i don't know dc is just a place full of culture it's a place full of a lot of art so growing up i was surrounded by a lot of culture and a lot of art going to art museums all the time getting to see the monuments all the time getting opportunities to work within a lot of different art spaces that are unique to dc but yeah it had its goods and it had its bads. Like I just said, I come from Northeast. I come from a neighborhood called Edgewood. It's not the prettiest place in the world. It's not the best place in the world. Growing up, I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot. There was a lot of violence in my neighborhood. There was just a lot of violence in my life, I feel like, just simply for because I grew up in D.C. I went to Dunbar Senior High School for school. It was a very, very unique place to go to school. Dunbar is the first African-American high school. So it was the first African-American high school in the country. The first one to open, the first one to allow African-Americans to go to school after slavery. So it was a very cool place to go to school. I got to be in a lot of different programs. I got to have a lot of different opportunities. It is nice to grow. I mean, the city is, I mean, D.C. is a beautiful city and it's, uh, there is a lot of art and history and I think a lot of kids who don't grow up in a city also don't get to experience that. So that's, yeah, that's definitely the positive end of being in a city. So I catch this interest in art. And so I'm going to delve a little bit into that, knowing that you are a poet. And I want to hear a little bit about what excites you and maybe what even influenced you to get excited about the arts and maybe that passion and any other passions that you have. I think it stemmed from just the fact that my family is very artistic. Everybody in my family does something artistic. Um, My grandma, she knits, she makes clothes. My mom knits, makes clothes, draws, writes. My older sister is a fashion designer and a playwright. My dad is a music producer. My younger sister just, she's not directly involved in arts, but she's just always been so artistically um, gifted, you know, just an amazing drawer since we were little, could always write, could make these screenplays, could just very big with her imagination. And I feel like 
my environment and all the people that have been around me really influenced me to get into art. I draw a lot. My grandma taught me how to knit. Uh, she taught me how to sew. I got into writing poetry because of my sister. Really, I got into DC scores because of my sister. So when we were little, she's four years older than me. So when I was seven, she was 11. And she had been in DC scores for a couple years. And every single year, DC scores has this poetry slam. It's a citywide poetry slam. There's about 60 schools, about 3,000 kids that compete. And they compete for first place, second place, third place. So I always watched her prep for this poetry slam. I always watched her go to poetry practice. When she came home, I would always listen to her poems. So she really gave me an interest in poetry and an interest in writing. Sounds like a beautifully very rich cultural environment that you grew up in. So I want to hear a little bit more looking. I know I looked on the DC Scores website and saw an interview where you've actually, I mean, you're thriving in that area. I see that you got an award and that you're performing in different places in the city. You wanna tell me about a little bit about that, about maybe your award and some of your performances? I believe the, the Bright Spot Community Star. So I got the Bright Spot Community Star Award in 2019. So I was 17 years old when I got that award. It's an award that DC United gives community members who have made an impact within a community. Through DC Scores, I think I did make a real big impact within my community. I've had a lot of different positions within the organization, from being a poet athlete, to being an alumni, to being a coach, to being a poetry specialist. I've made a big impact on the DC Scores community and on all the kids that I serve. I've been in school buildings since I was, how old was I when I started working in schools? I think I was like 14 years old been in school buildings teaching poetry since I was 14 years old. I've been performing my poetry all over the city since I was probably like 12. I've performed at Audi Field. I've performed at Gallus to raise funds for the arts programs in Southeast. I've performed at schools. I've performed for the mayor. I've performed on Capitol Hill. Like I've done a lot of poetry in a lot of different places. Wow. And yeah, it's been really cool. It's been a really cool experience. What a great gift at such a young age, actually, to be able to perform in these places and also to have this impact on other young kids through, I guess, your work and through sharing your poetry. So do you want to tell me a little bit about maybe some of your experiences working with these DC scores with these kids and how that, I mean, I guess how that makes you feel and a little bit about that would be great. So within DC Scores, we have an enhanced writing program called the Youth Word Project. The Youth Word Project is a program uh, especially designed for poet athletes who have a particular talent or interest in poetry. I joined the Youth Word Project when I was 14 years old. I was just a poet athlete with, within the program and I came up all the way through the program and now I lead the program. So it's been a very surreal, very rewarding, very blessed Thing for me to be able to do. I now lead the program that I came up through. I lead the program that allowed me, I feel like, to be the person that I am today. And I love it. I absolutely adore every single minute of it. I get to have the same impact on kids that my mentors got to have on me. And I see that. I see that vividly. I find myself often in practice with my kids. And I'm pulling up lesson plans that were used on me, like my favorite lesson plans that I got to go through when I was in the Youth Work Project. 
and I get to see their reaction to it and I get to see how much they love it and I get to see how much they take from the program and how much it means to them and it really means a lot to me. Just impre- very impressive because I think you're only 21, right? And you have all these such mm-hmm. rich experiences that I don't know many 21-year-olds um, <laughs> that have, such, have one done so much and then have actually are actually be are able to know what their gift is and to take their gift to another level by helping people. So I, I see that something in you is very much about helping people and having impact. Tell me a little bit about that. I've always put an emphasis on being the best best version of myself, bringing the best version of myself into all of the different spaces that I go into and trying to make sure that people meet the best version of myself. I've always been big on the fact that my energy can, not even can, it does directly affect the energy of all those around me. Whatever energy you put out into the world is the energy that you get back. So I've always found and I've always seen that, you know, I love helping people. I love the way it makes me feel. I love to see the direct and indirect consequences, I guess, of helping people. I love to see that I made an impact on somebody's life and I made somebody else's day better because of my actions. Somebody just said the other day to me, you don't ever know where anybody is going through. And so that's something I really stand by too. I had a pretty hard upbringing coming up and I really had a village. I don't think that I would be here without my village. So always just trying to be a village for other people. Pretty, pretty great. Are there any, you know, you don't have to give names, but any sort of kids that you want to mention that you feel any stories about them that you want to share, meaning where you could impact them? Asher, I've seen them bloom like tremendously. They are LGBTQ plus, And I've known Asher since I was, say, like 15, 16 years old. We were both in the Youth Work Project together. Okay. They attend Duke Ellington School of the Arts. Me and them, we grew up in the Youth Work Project together. We came up in a, a project together, but... With them being a couple years uh, younger than me, they're still just, you know, a poet athlete within the program. So being able to see my impact coming up of how our relationship is, I found that Asher leaned on me a lot coming up just within poetry and growth as a person. I find that we have a great relationship just because we came up together. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I understand where they're coming from with a lot of things and vice versa to me. So now that I'm leading the U4 project and Asher is still within the U4 project, I've been able to see their growth. I see who they are as a person now. I remember the day they came out to me. It was the most like beautiful thing I think I've ever heard because they did it through a poem. I remember the day I seen them choose who they wanted to be as a person, I feel like. I feel like I've seen them choose their identity. I feel like I've seen them discover who they really were. And it's been a very beautiful thing to witness. Asher is just this great individual. And I don't want to give you too much because I know that you're about to interview them. But I've just been able to just see this growth come out of them as a poet and as a person. Starting out in the Euphoria Project, Asher, she, uh, they, Asher, they were nervous. They were super nervous. They were still scared to go on stage. They would forget their poems. They just, they were still developing as a poet. And now to see them turn around and be this very big, very expressive, very, I feel like demanding, like they demand the attention from the room when they're in it. 
just to see this growth has been amazing. It's been wow. one of the best things I could have ever asked for. Wow, beautiful. Now we're now we're excited to hear and meet Asher and have them interviewed. And then also all this interview is getting me very excited to hear a poem of yours, if you don't mind. <laughs> I have listened to timeless tales of people too terrified to tussle, triggering their trigger finger finding tactical rounds that have pushed through my ghetto childhood's PTSD. You would think that I was gifted a clipping and matching burrow for my first Christmas gift, the way that I can calibrate the caliber of gun that rang out from across the street. By the age of two, I knew when to, I knew when to duck in my own living room because seven six twos go through houses I have. Holes in my memories that often get filled by friends who have holes in their memories, see. Forties ruin my friends' minds like Alzheimer's. And 38s have made the doors to my city's morgue revolve, and I'm mad. Because this year, my city has led the country to the most kids that got killed with lead. That got filled with lead, see, I'm mad because a lot of my friends are dead. From filling pencils with lead to filling pistols with lead, me and the member group quick. Opposition shooting like we playing CeeLo, they keep hitting with five, five, six by the 12th grade. I experienced all 12 gauges of a shotgun and it broke my heart when they told me 300 blackouts probably would take blackout. See, he had football dreams. And I swear my boy was quick like a rifle shooting, 220 swift. And I keep on seeing 223s like they my angel numbers. And every morning I wake up and I feel about nine millimeters away from being six feet under, but I can't go yet. Because I got big dreams like I'm shooting 380s. I just want to live in a world where I feel safe enough to have my babies, but Glocks ain't got no safeties and bullets ain't got any names. And these people got really poor aim. You should be ashamed to be man enough to shoot, but not to be man enough to look when you do it. I took too many babies out of the game. It's too many mothers going through it. I miss when times was better. I'm talking before F and the Beretta because now these people shooting like they got a vendetta, walking around fully automatic, taking lives like Alpha and Omega. I got a question. When we stop fighting, because now people new favorite form of expression is Smith and Wesson, and then they go into the courthouse confessing the multiple actual transgressions that they made out of aggression, causing funeral processions, giving whole hoods, PTSD, and depression. It's a cold world. We're getting shot. It's the only way they remember your name. And doing a shooting can be a quickest five second claim to fame. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Very powerful. There's a lot there. Next place. That's beautiful. I mean, really, there's nothing more I can I say. That. But I was going to ask you about maybe there's a lot of challenges that you mentioned, a lot of difficulties that are mentioned in your poem. And what gives you that strength, I guess, to overcome or to to be who you are, be that great light that you are, if you want to share that with us? I never wanted to be a product of my environment. I never wanted to be a product of a place that I grew up. I'm very aware of where I grew up and I'm very aware of the gun violence. I'm very aware of the poverty. I'm very aware of the systematic depression that has been rooted and put into my community. And I never wanted to be a quote unquote product of that. I never wanted to be a stereotype of, you know, what it means to be a typical youth growing up in DC. So I found that poetry was my outlet to not have to be in those spaces and to not have to be around all of the negative things that were in my life. I have a very difficult story. I feel like I've come from a lot of difficult things. And I know for a fact that 
if I weren't so aware of my life where I could be in life. So yeah, I'm very grateful to be where I am. And I'm very grateful that I had the outlets that I had because I know that without my outlets, you know, without my village, without all of the things that I was blessed with, I would be somewhere that's not here. You know, I probably wouldn't have this job. I probably wouldn't have all the experiences I had. I probably wouldn't have seen outside of my city or outside of myself. Thank you. So when you talk about village, did you mean like you mean your family, your community or your DC scores? What what is who's your village? My family, my community, my dad, my grandma, my sisters, my DC scores community. I've known the people that I am like my mentors within DC scores since I was 13 years old. So they've seen my growth, they've seen what I've become. Teachers in every single grade, in every single school I've ever been in, I've always had a teacher that I could go to and that I knew for a fact they wanted to see me succeed. They wanted to see me grow. They wanted to see me leave my city or just get out of the places that I was in, not grow up in the environment that I was growing up in. Same thing for my godparents. I have an amazing set of godparents. I couldn't have asked for better. And I've seen them like really want me to succeed. I've seen everybody around me put their all into me. I've seen people, they have basically made it unexcusable for me to not succeed. They've given me no reason to not succeed. I have to succeed. They've put me on a direct path to be exactly where I want to be in life. So are there any life lessons that you'd want to share with other young people? I feel like my first piece of advice is you are only as good as you think you are. You are only as talented as you think you are. You can only do as much as you think you can do. You can have people pour into you. You can have people give you these opportunities and tell you that you're so great and tell you that you have all of these things going for yourself. But that will mean nothing if you don't see that within yourself. That means nothing if you don't put the work in to get where you want to be. If you just alive and breathing every single day with no real understanding of who you want to be as a person and not even understanding as in, oh, you need to know exactly who you are and exactly what you want to do, but understanding as in, like, I'm capable. Understanding as in, this is who I am as a person. These are my core values. This you know, this at my core is who I am. This is who I want to be. You know, understanding that you're capable of doing everything that you want to do and being everything that you want to be. I feel like another piece of advice that I would have is slow motion is always motion. It's very easy to get discouraged. It's very easy to feel like nothing is working out for you. It's very easy to feel like you're not getting anywhere. And that's because you're not seeing a, a direct response from the work that you're putting in. But the response isn't always going to be direct. And I'm always going to see a, a direct outcome from what you put in. Things take work. They take time. You have to have a foundation. You have to build. You're not going to be the best person to do this, that, or the third today if you just started doing this, that, or the third today. You have to allow yourself grace and you have to allow yourself time.
I think that would be all my advice. A lot of big things, right? Really believing in yourself, right? And your gift. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then I love the motion is always motion because I think all of us, including myself, sometimes we get like stuck thinking, oh, things aren't happening. But both beautiful pieces yeah. of advice for young people. Thank you. And then I guess is there any other thing you would like to to tell us? Anything that you want to tell your audience of people listening? I feel like on the same tip of not being a product of your environment, you can't let your environment control you. Just a little background on where I come from. I've seen a lot of terrible things happen. I've seen a lot of death. I've seen, you know, a lot of things with drugs. I've seen a lot of, just a lot of systematic, terrible, terrible things happen to me, happen to people with in my community, help happen to people that I'm close with. And from all of these situations, the only thing that I could ever pull out is just not being my environment. You are not where you grew up at. You are not the things that happen to you. Just knowing that is very important, I feel like. Because if if I had this mindset that I'm only as good as where I'm coming from, I wouldn't be where I am today. So you have to be proactive. You have to know that you're better than yourself. It's a very powerful message. Thank you. This is the Global Youth Matters podcast. We hope you'll subscribe or follow us at Apple Podcast or your favorite pod platform. We would really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review, especially on Apple. This helps us build an audience. Finally, we want to hear from you. You can reach us by email at globalyouthmatters at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.